0: No one would have believed in the middle of the twenty first century that movies made in the middle of the twentieth century based on a book written about the end of the nineteenth century would be scrutinized and studied by men with intelligences
1: of relative mediocrity. I was surprised by this movie in many ways.
0: <laughs> I say I was regretting my decision. I, I think
1: this would be something I'd say to my kids. Oh, good to I think
0: it's about a father's love for his child. Oh, absolutely, yes. And uh, a complete stranger's love for that man's they child. wore really <laughs> ugly
1: outfits. <laughs> Puke yellow, prom night, pale blue, you know. I, I don't even know <laughs> yeah. where to start Definitely with this film. not a movie I would consider watching unless you tell me to. Hello, I'm Derek. And I'm Peter. And this is The Mog. In
0: this podcast, one of us suggests a beloved movie from our childhood for the other to watch. And then we talk about it. What made us laugh? What made us cry? And
1: whether or not it explains why we're such weirdos. Yeah, really weird. Really, really (laughs) weird. 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 (laughs) Weird. Weird. (laughs) So what weird? What movie have we got today, Derek? It's one of yours, it's War of the Worlds from
0: 1953 Or as I'd like to call it, America, can't save the world either
1: (laughs) Ah, nice And did you have one? I had one, it's, you never know where you'll end up after a square dance
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, direct quote from the movie too, perfect, (laughs) delivered with such gusto
1: So, I'll deliver the synopsis for this film Scientists Clayton Forrester and Sylvia Van Buren are the first to arrive at the site of a meteor meteorite crash.
0: I think it's pronounced meteorite, Derek. Meteorite,
1: what did I say? <laughs> meteorite. Uh, <laughs> meteorite.
0: I, I, yeah, I'm just trying to stop you from finishing.
1: <laughs> Soon after, an alien war machine emerges and begins killing at random. The Marines are called in, but they're no match for the alien force field. Forrester and Van Buren, Van Buren, however, are able to wound one of the creatures and procure a sample of its blood. They take it to Los Angeles where they hope, through testing, to be able to discover the aliens' weakness.
0: Now, I think um, from this moment forth, we should refer to Van Buren as VB. <laughs>
1: she's just a, a stubby VB. <laughs> She's treated as much in this film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Would you not like much some coffee? Like the... I have a Would master's like... degree in science. <laughs> <laughs> have some coffee. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it's just like, who we got to get to serve coffees around here? Well, there's only one woman, so I know who it's going to be.
1: Sylvia. VB. <laughs> Sylvia. VB. Oh, VB. But just to give a bit of background to this film, it was after a H.G. Wells classic novel, right?
0: Yep, yep. Um, War of the Worlds, the same name, which was a fantastic book. And I'm sure many people have heard about it. They've also, if, if we had mentioned War of the Worlds, some people might have thought of the, what wasn't the 2005
1: 2005 Spielberg movie.
0: Yeah, Spielberg and Tom Cruise. ah oh, deadly combination. <laughs> this is the one-two deadly, punch. Yeah, with Tom Cruise the sociopath. I mean, I mean the the philanthropist uh, uh, scient- uh, uh, couch jumper. Couch, couch <laughs> jumper. Yeah, yeah, that's that's safe. That's safe. Let's, let's stick with that. Um yeah, but we're not talking about that one. We're talking about the 1953 version. Amazing. Man, so fantastic.
1: So are there bits of background for this?
0: Well, uh, I think I mentioned in Message from Space that this actually came before that film. And I also realized that it had a cutaway in it as well. So in Message from Space, it's about three minutes in uh, that the movie starts. And in this, it's somewhat similar. There's like a trailer at the beginning of the film that's really out of kilter with the rest of it. It's almost like a trailer before the film starts, but it's part of the film.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. I love that thing.
0: It was so, oh, it was so 1950s. It was, it
1: was like propaganda, war yeah, propaganda. Yeah. And then I just had all this quick cuts of like bombs and. America's fighting with this new technology. The way he's pronounced super, super science <laughs> <laughs> it just really got you involved. I um, always feel that those people who
0: write those sort of spiels don't actually watch the film.
1: Oh, it was too separate?
0: So Yeah, well, I mean, it's. It was so dramatic and explosive, but the movie itself starts quite softly and slowly with that. No one would have believed beginning. Yeah, uh, which I you did on. a great job on that. By <laughs> the
1: way, I thought was hilarious. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's like it's um, I love that beginning. Just that uh, starting in the depths of space, looking at the small planet.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you, did you? Because there was a massive radio play mm. phenomenon about this, where they started uh, airing his his book over the radio, and people were in hysterics.
0: Well, it was an, ad, an adaptation of the book. It uh, by um, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, he was the guy that did um, Rosebud.
1: Awesome Wells. Yeah.
0: Orson Welles. That's the one.
1: I don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. It's Orson Welles. Okay. It's Orson Welles.
0: Uh, yeah, he did the radio play and people believed it and thought um, they were coming to attack. And then there was the uh, Jeff Wayne's uh, version. I think that was the 1960s. Um, and that was that's a very popular and well-known one that's got all that great music in it. It almost deserves its own, um, own podcast. Oh. Uh, but this one is somewhere in between that, but still a classic, I would say, because the latest film
1: really does a lot of callbacks to this film. Yeah. And so, how did you find it anyway? Well, I did skip through the latest one and yeah, I did notice some of that stuff. But I wanted to ask you about, did you did you experience the radio play first and had a background before you watched it? Not this?
0: the radio play. So, I didn't experience the radio play, but I did experience the um, the musical radio play.
1: Oh, you did. Okay.
0: I, I didn't really know about the other one, the Orson Welles one, until much later.
1: Oh, yes. Because this was after... Yeah, I get you now. So, you had the yeah, music the and the 60s one, and the vibe of all this. Yeah. Because I find that, that different medium of just listening, it lets your imagination sort of go further. It really does, yeah. Than watching... This, you know, just play out in, in front of you and you're limited by what you're seeing.
0: It really is a fantastic book, fantastic story because so many people have built on it.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that was one of my points because in the 80s, there was this, a series called The Tripods and my brother was collecting that. Yeah. And I read a bit of that and I was like blown away. I was like very... Um, Frightened by these These tripods man Yeah and there, there was A <laughs> there television was a series
0: and... That never actually Finished
1: Yeah and That's Yeah and why do they Do that It's so painful
0: It had the most disip- It had the most Disappointing ending Of any series So you watched that I was it's... gonna ask you <laughs> Yeah I did I did um, My brother was even More into it than I was Yeah
1: it was uh, Just a b- bit before Our time I think Which is why Yeah It was 80s yeah. Early 80s
0: I-, I think we were Watching it as it was Coming out Or as it was on television so we were waiting for the next episode and um i actually found it very scary yeah Um, well
1: just from but my experience was reading at first and i just had these things imagined yeah just uh well you know when we would go out to um tennyson the fields where we used to play cricket i used to imagine like all the tripods out there, you know, <laughs> they come and swoop you up. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's been such a fantastic inspiration for so many things.
1: Mm. I didn't quite get that from this film. It's what I was sort of alluding to. It is a nice standalone film, but it didn't have like that very menacing sort of alien for me. I guess it might have for you because you saw it very young.
0: The, if we're going to do some comparisons, because, you know, it's worth doing, the musical version had a very creepy quality to it. The music in it, the very alien creepiness to it, the red weed. There were bits in it that were just so alien and, it was that, and that invasion aspect of it was very um, creepy and they're always in their machines so you never really see the aliens. So even if you see all the artwork, which is amazing you still don't know what the aliens look like. Mm. Um, but in the movie, this movie, uh, you do get to see the aliens. And and I guess in a way, looking at it now, it's pretty, pretty funny. But when I was a kid growing up, that bit was so scary. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was less menacing. And I was just a, an amazing
1: science fiction film. Yeah. I know that the, part where the alien appears, and I did re-watch it. They did it quite suspensefully, where you don't see it immediately, and the camera yeah, rushes the forward and then you just get a catch a glimpse of it,
0: and then it puts its hand on her shoulder.
1: It's a little bit uh it's a little bit lifeless and rubbery, that claw and um
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it wasn't that bad, considering the time, and you could see all of the veins pulsing on it, yeah.
1: There was one part where Forrester just throws a two-by-four at it and it just flees <laughs> it with his almonds in the air. <laughs> yeah. It screams. It was Yee! very
0: childlike, wasn't it?
1: It squeedle- squeals.
0: <laughs> yeah, I-, I think even when I was younger, it kind of felt like a child was saying hello after they've just been wiping out all of humanity. It wasn't really an intelligent Okay. <laughs>
1: But I felt like, yeah, the suspense was the thrill of not knowing and that they were contained in these big machines. But then it sort of fails once you see it. And uh, But the effects are amazing, like for the 50s when you think about it.
0: Oh, yeah. And the sound effects too. Mm. The the sound of the heat ray, the building up to the power and then it fires. Yeah, it's a really Just, menacing
1: sound of oh, that. Oh,
0: yeah. It's really good. I, I really find that... Um, a very iconic sound. And actually listening back to it, uh, it reminded me of there's a movie called Explorers um, that was in the 80s. And it, uh, it was um, another iconic film, uh, series like Stranger Things. Oh. You get the same type of vibe from the movie Explorers, which is about these kids building their own spaceship and going into space. It's well worth doing um, a, a mug over. Uh, but in the background, in his room, main character, he's been watching War of the Worlds. So, you hear all of those sounds. Oh.
1: What year was it? Um,
0: it was 1985.
1: Ah, oh, 85. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it, has, definitely. it has
0: Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix in it.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, it's awesome. Really good film. Very quirky at the end.
1: Did you watch that as a kid as well?
0: Yeah, that's oh. we'll have to add that to the list.
1: Oh nice. Well, this director Brian Byron Huskin, he did Treasure Island in oh, really? uh, 1950, and The Outer Limits later on, which oh, I watched. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. So he's got this science fiction fantasy background. Yeah, and I like the the stuff that they do to set this up, like all of that town town folk and the, you know, the deputy, and he's just like a simple deputy, and the yeah, the scientists are out on a fishing expedition.
0: Yeah, and I like it how that when the media crashes. Um there's a crowd sitting around and it's sort of just people, bystanders, just wanting to watch, and you've got just these, hicks. Yeah, just hicks. <laughs> and and some of them, and one of them turns up in a in his in his ute and he gets a shovel out <laughs> and he says, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna just smash this media with my shovel and see what happens.
1: <laughs> and they're all just they're okay with that. Yeah. Scientists there. <laughs> there's scientists
0: there. <laughs> Up, well, that's what I'd be doing about a shovel.
1: But like that deputy, you know, he just he just grabs a chunk of that fish and oh, that's starts right, eating. Yeah. It. <laughs> like he's spitting bits out everywhere. He's yeah. talking. Yeah, he's just a simple man. <laughs> um, You're
0: fired.
1: And they go to a square dance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: it's. I really like this film and I like the
1: dance how like they just yell out the instructions while they're dancing. It's yeah, like okay, the, you the go song, around
0: the and the,
1: uh, <laughs> then start doing this in the middle.
0: Turn around not too far, not too
1: far I reckon Turn the in the middle and not like too that. far.
0: Out of the right and not too far. Into the middle and not too far.
1: But this one's not so wild because there was like a South American Mexican guy and he's going, Don't mess with what you don't understand.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, Yeah, that's right. So they leave. um, So what happens is obviously this media crashes and uh, the scientists, some of the scientists are nearby fishing and and one of them comes to check it out, uh, which is the main character, Mr. Clayton Forrester. Oh, man, such a manly man with glasses. He's very manly.
1: He had a very strange tan. Yeah It's like they
0: couldn't quite figure out what makeup to give him
1: <laughs> It was the makeup, that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> It was just a was dark. constantly burnt
0: <laughs> <laughs> been out in the sun too much He's a scientist, he's supposed to be indoors.
1: But there's three of them that end up like investigating <laughs> uh, Yes The South American, the redneck And one other guy and like the redneck says, what do we say? And we go, Welcome to California
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would that that would be the same script if it was written right now with the same setup, I reckon. It's hilarious. It's good. Sure. Everyone knows when you wave the white flag you want to be friends. Hey there. Open up.
1: We're friends. Come on. Oh, those poor guys, man. And you uh, see their ashes later. Like yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah. So, what it is,
0: is these guys, um, they're not scientists. They're, uh, they've are they just been left behind to make sure that no fires spread mm. um, from the media. And so, while the media is there and they're checking it out, it's nighttime, everyone's at the square dance. So, then it begins to unscrew. And I love that bit with the unscrewing. You know, it It's very
1: nuts. suspenseful, but yeah. I was often wondering, like advanced technologies are they still using screws of course they are <laughs> like later on they have the you know the open door that just opens up well, you don't know how <laughs> no. it was you don't
0: know how it was unscrewing it could be very technical how it screwed <laughs> it was very suspenseful it was good but um yeah yeah so they get uh, they get killed with their white flag oh. i just loved I, I actually do love the aliens in this from just their attitude to humans. There's no negotiation, no communication. It's just wipe
1: them out. Yeah. And I did read a bit that the theme was about imperialism, so...
0: Yeah, it's probably... It's almost like they knew what white people were like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing was that he was talking about Tasmanians. Like, they, they wiped out all of the Aboriginals on Tasmania around the time he wrote this. Are you talking... H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: don't know too much about uh, the background behind why he wrote the book. Yeah, well, I just read that one quote. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but they were ruthless. Yeah, and then afterwards he writes a quote about I hate being white. <laughs> Did he? I no, no. I'm just.
1: <laughs> but then. Um- yeah, there was a weird part where he was in a plane and I wasn't sure if he was actually in a plane, but yeah, he was in a plane. So <laughs> Forrester can, can pilot a plane. Of course he can. He's a scientist. <laughs> man, this guy can do
0: everything. And I'm sure he can I'm sure he can cook finger looking chicken
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. Because, he had an amazing tie oh, disappeared. Man. It was a Colonel Sanders looking tie. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you asked me before we started this that um, was there anything that was a standout funny bit. And I had to sit down and think, oh, I don't know. When I was a kid, this I looked at this, you know, quite seriously. I didn't find stuff funny. And then and then I was thinking back watching it and I was like, oh, the tie. Just the tie. <laughs> you know, his Colonel Sanders' tie throughout
1: the whole thing. Gene Barry. And then suddenly I see it and I'm just craving chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> so, 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 what happens is after these guys have been wiped out, the town gets evacuated, and uh, the they bring in the military. General Man. Uh, General. Well, no, but before General Man is Colonel Hefner. Oh my gosh! We've got Mister Hefner comes in to get everything set up, and then General
1: Man comes along. This alive. can't be a coincidence. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the hoff meets but, the man this is the 50s there <laughs> yeah
0: probably related somehow so so they get set up with all the military encampment and uh, of course every every uh every encampment you know when everyone needs to pitch in you got all your soldiers there but you need someone to pass around the coffees and donuts
1: would you calf some coffee miss van Buren? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, well, I mean, what what
0: else is a woman with a master's degree to do?
1: Yeah, she was she was good. She was pretty, but um, a little bit on the overacting side. <laughs> she, I think, when she
0: wasn't screaming, she was fine. Yeah, it, it's just when she was screaming or afraid that, uh, yeah, she
1: <laughs> ear piercing, ear piercing, man, it was terrifying for me. <laughs> Well, yeah what did you think of that um yeah i would have to say the biggest suspense beside aside from the aliens and um all of yeah the death and destruction was not knowing if she was going to just suddenly spiral into hysterical screaming <laughs> <laughs> you know the suspense of uh-oh here's a close-up of a it's a little too close. Is she gonna start screaming? <laughs> Trying to, to turn the volume down? Yeah. Or off. <laughs> I'm just gonna mute it just in case.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well I, I can understand that. And and even when I was young watching it, I did find it a little irritating. But I mean, this is this is where I learned how to treat women, this movie. <laughs> just grab him by the chin Yeah, when they're hysterically screaming What do you do? You just shake him and say stop it Stop it Because <laughs> he was also a very intense
1: fan Yeah, he was
0: intense Well, he was very laissez-faire when you first introduce him He's almost stoned yeah, like, yeah uh, it's a meteor Must have made a big crater But it didn't
1: Hmm, that's strange by all means, hit it with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> the, the hashish will wear
0: off soon. <laughs> and, then, and, and she comes along and, and she doesn't know who he is. And, and she's going, oh, a scientist turning up. He's like, oh, yes, really? Yes, oh, so he's a scientist. He knows everything, everything about anything. He's top man. He's top man. Oh,
1: he's not that great. Oh, wait, that's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? You haven't even met him? Well, I do know him slightly. (laughs) What's he like? Oh, he's like a. Like a. Like me. He points to himself. Yeah. And and then she gushes. And it was
1: all on from there. Yeah, the, to the, the love.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Just, you, could, you could literally hear the sparks flying and the music playing.
1: And Uncle Matthew, the pastor, says, oh, oh, he's a good man, Forrester.
0: He's so great, that guy.
1: Yeah, but he dies.
0: And the best way too, the best way for any person in the film to die, being the hero and being wrong uh so what actually happens is all the military is set up around the encampment they're all ready to bomb uh the aliens and the priest goes up to them and says well why are you attacking them we haven't said anything we haven't contacted them yeah and uh and the military is like we're, rah, rah, we're blow, blow stuff up and he's like we should
1: try and make them try
0: to understand yeah yeah let's talk to them And he realizes the military isn't going to have any of it. So he takes matters into his own hands and decides to walk up to the aliens on his own with a Bible. Mm. So the aliens look at him and, uh, you know, he wants to do the right thing. And he gets wiped out and then cue the screaming. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That just like blew my speakers when I was playing it.
1: Yeah, but he said... <laughs> from that moment, I was on edge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he goes, poor, he, poor Matthew, though. Uncle Matthew. Yeah,
0: he said, um, if they're more advanced than us, then they should be closer to God for that reason. Yeah. But, yeah, in the end, Stephen Hawking and the military is right. They uh, start firing
1: on the aliens. Yeah. And you had another comment for that, right?
0: Well, it I find it interesting these days how we talk about how do we approach aliens... What's the best way of going about it? Whether we should even do it. And there's some scientists who
1: think it's a really bad idea. Because we've got the SETI at home project, you know, where people are trying to scan, like, at home uh, transmissions from aliens and, like, people are getting really involved. Yeah. Yeah. They're going, hey, the water's fine. Come and join us. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Everything. We're
0: wonderful people. We've got music. That's, I think that's it, isn't it just music science oh no wait if you listen um yeah yeah that's it that's it that's I think that's it so um oh and we've got water and uh, life and all of that stuff as well <laughs> if you want it
1: come and get it come and get it this is ring the bell it's all finger licking good every year <laughs>
0: <laughs> not the but Colonel and his chicken <laughs> The, in, in a way, you could literally replace uh, the invasion of from Martians with uh, alien species just picking up some signals and deciding that they'd like to come. And And literally, that's what most science fiction war films are about these days. Was it? Battle Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, even the latest War of the Worlds had a different spin on it. I, I thought it was a bit weird, to be honest. The latest spin where they had the ship's planted in the earth before people had even set up oh that's what happened right right right. yeah it was it was a strange reasoning for it it's like yeah we've got ships that we've sent and aliens haven't decided to Mm. land there yet and then they appear it was yeah didn't make a lot of sense to me Uh, (laughs) less sense than this really my thoughts were just about how we view aliens these days whether it's a this is very dangerous and you've got some people who are you know we should be friends and if they're more advanced than us then they should be fine and wiser than us Mm. i don't think we've as humans ever demonstrated that uh, uh, having advanced technology has made us in any way shape or form wiser but um, yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that
1: Well, I haven't really thought about that. (laughs) But I liked your comment about um, the Americans.
0: Well, they are the leaders in the way of how we treat Uh, alien species or illegal (laughs) alien species as well. Sorry, did I just say that out loud? Um, But then again, in Australia, we're we're very better. (laughs) You know, um, if an alien spaceship came, we'd just turn them around if we could.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, that, then they actually, speaking of technology, we get the atom bomb out and ready to oh, roll. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God, that bomb will look cool. Yeah,
0: that, well, that was all real footage of, of the, like, a lot of the jets and footage of the military in this was actual, they weren't, like, models, mm. which is what you'd see often in movies in those days. Oh, wow. Uh, but, yeah, that was the real flying wing bomber i didn't really think about it until i was watching it this time around yeah um and i i remember seeing some of those jets and trying to collect them as as models not the wing bomber though the jet, the flying wing uh, but other little jets
1: that are in it yeah wow they look very cool and like they're planning it with General Man <laughs> and um, he's got the chalk out, <laughs> it's colored chalk, so it's serious, it's yellow, red and blue. Yeah, that's, and he's, he's explaining the what crescent the... strategy. I thought that yeah. was really cool. It's like a video game almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and meanwhile, they're, the, the love birds are off in their little hut. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where uh, what I love is he, he says to her, Let's go see if we can find something to eat, huh? Some
1: breakfast. And she's cooking eggs in the next scene. <laughs> the next scene, <laughs> she's cooking for him. <laughs> that's, uh... And he comes
0: up to her and goes, Ooh, that looks good.
1: <laughs> that's where they run into the alien. And he throws a two by four at it, but he chops off the eye with an axe.
0: Yeah, that's right, with an axe. That's- and there's blood, and she gets she hysterical just loses again, it, man. Oh man!
1: Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Grabs her chin, yeah, calms her down. Oh my it god! It looks
0: into her eyes. She looks into his and says, "I'm alright now." or she doesn't say it.
1: <laughs> and then when they hook up that eye later on, it's like it just reminded me of you looking at now, sir. <laughs> Because they look through the eye and you see its image What are we seeing? You're looking at now (laughs) Oh yeah, looking at now, sir
0: (laughs) Well, I like it how the guy comes up to her specifically and says Now let's see why they were so curious about you, Miss Van Buren And she comes up to the screen and her face is just literally nose into the screen (laughs) And she's looking terrified and cross-eyed
1: And at that point, I muted because I know she was going to scream.
0: <laughs> she didn't, though.
1: She didn't, yeah.
0: yeah. She was too scared. And then, um, while the scientists have finished that, yeah, it's time for the flying wing to go off and drop an eight, um, was it an A-bomb or an H-bomb? I think
1: it was an A-bomb, but it could A-bomb. have been an H-bomb. It was amazing. And yeah. it reminded me of Evangelion. I know you watched that, didn't you? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they drop all what all they've got on it and it disappears out of the smoke, the lights, and it hasn't been touched. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's the, uh, I do like there actually was a funny part in that where it cuts to it and everyone's getting ready and they've got those speakers coming out of a truck and it goes, attention, please. Four minutes to bomb time. It was cool stuff, man. The countdown. Alicia was walking by, and she just cracked up at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> thought it was funny. Well, four <laughs> minutes to bomb time.
1: <laughs> bomb time. <laughs> Will Smith drops <jumps> in. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I loved all the extras, man. There were just tons there and were, tons hey, of extras. Of they extras. put a lot of effort into like this. Like
0: in in Los Angeles where all of the, the rioters are set.
1: There's so many people. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the aftershock and showing them all just like getting blown away. That was really cool stuff. Yeah. Radiation poisoning. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. The wind blowing
0: people yeah. off trucks and stuff. Yeah. I never really thought of it, but technically that yeah. must have been quite so difficult.
1: That was cool. And then, yeah, later on They're in the city and Gene Barry's In a long shot, just packing a car But he's incredibly intense (laughs) As always (laughs) In a long shot, you can't see his face But um, he's just, he's like Glatzman, did you get Those biotics? (laughs) And he goes, no, I thought you had them He goes, never mind I'll get them (laughs) Just packing up (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, they were really late to the party. <laughs> Everyone was evacuating. And it was such an orderly evacuation as well. Like, nowadays, if you saw an evacuation, all the cars would be banked up in complete chaos. No one would be helping anyone. But, you know, the police were just waving people through. And children were helping other children pick up their balls to make sure that they leave the city. Uh, yeah, I
1: loved all the humanizing stuff in this. That was great.
0: yeah. There's a lot of segues in this between big scenes like the invasion of the Martians.
1: But it's all just people like doing their stuff, doing their part, working together, praying, reading, listening to the wireless. There was throwbacks to that radio play there where they had the radio guy. That's true. I thought. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's true. I, I also like there was a uh, there was a scene where they're talking about there's... um. Newspapers about the Martian invasion And uh, there's this old lady With her knitting needles out Getting a little shirt together While she's talking about the apocalypse That's <laughs> <laughs> too funny man It's very cute yeah. There was a lot of stock footage in this as well Like there were Just to describe the invasion of the Martians They grabbed all this stock footage Of buildings collapsing And horses running in the bush Overlaid with uh, flashes of light and the heat ray going across the screen. Oh,
1: <laughs> they, yeah! They wow. made really. good. I didn't realise it was stock footage. Yeah, they
0: use so much stock footage in in it. In uh. fact, they use footage from the uh, World War Two, I think, in it as in well. That intro, yeah, yeah. Of buildings yeah. collapsing and stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's a little bit lazy. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> but what did you think about the empty Los Angeles with the
1: riders? Oh man, that was great because. Um, They've just got these empty streets in the city and he's driving through alone and you feel the suspense and I thought zombies were about to <laughs> jump out. I thought it was like twenty-eight days later where, you know, we're walking dead where, you know, empty streets. Yeah. <laughs> zombies. It was really But it's well, it was
0: really good Be- just how they had all those empty streets and the alien and the, the Martians hadn't arrived yet. And everyone was getting ready and evacuating
1: and you had these riders and and um, all- Yeah, it was worse because they were angry mobs. It's not just zombies. It was like, oh, my gosh. It was like awful. Yeah,
0: I mean, you can understand zombies, but this was just people looking out for themselves. Yeah. A- and they had all of the inst- the scientific instruments and all of the stuff that they were going to use to try to come up with some biological way of fighting the Martians. And that just got destroyed by the mob. So, really. Yeah, they were looters. Yeah. And- So, they were basically screwed at that point. And and this movie isn't about how man conquers all at all. It's the complete opposite. It's about what happens when a supremely advanced team of uh, foreigners decide to wipe out less advanced people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Was that politically correct, (laughs) (laughs) enough? I think so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and they had their religious undertone with all of that, you know. Um, how long is it going to take for them to wipe yeah, out the earth? That God had to come Six into days. It. Yeah, six days. Same number of days these, that God took to create it. Six days. And they give her some weird looks there. What did you think about that? Sorry, weird looks. They give her these weird looks. There's all just close-ups of her, them looking at her after she says that. It was really about
0: they weren't sure that she was about to scream or not. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like, you shouldn't be talking, you should be making coffee. <laughs> what are
0: you doing here? You're not an actual scientist. I know you've got your masters, but we've got a woman here already. We've got one woman scientist, we don't have room for another.
1: Oh man! Oh man, it, I have to laugh yeah. at the props department with the looters because they're just running out with these rolls of fabric. <laughs> it wasn't like stuff, it's just rolls of fabric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe they're actually really smart looters because, you know, the electronics aren't going to work and, oh, yeah. and you can't, you know, maybe it's the the only thing that's going to be a worth of value is what you put I'm on gonna yourself. I'm going to need this silk. <laughs> <laughs> this dress looks fabulous.
1: Someone's going to need it. But when he finds the Overturn, because he's looking for Van Buren VB and- um the lightning when he finds the overturned bus man yeah <laughs> it's now it's sort of overused to comedy you know where he finds the bus and the lightning goes <laughs> off then it gets more intense and then the aliens really hit the city yeah
0: and there's just you know, there's explosions and flashes and there's lots of shots of him running in the streets with flashes over the top of him cutting away to look at the aliens
1: just yeah, it's really it effective though them. i mean it's like overused now to comedy the lightning effect. I just thought yeah, of Back yeah. to the Future straight away. <laughs> <it's>, you know, <laughs> it's Marty's the music. face. Dun, there's lightning. Dun, dun, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Marty! But it's so effective. This is getting heavy, Doc. You really feel it. Like, oh my God, the bus is overturned. What happened to them? And they have all these shots of the churches. and, um, Yeah, the worried faces. It was quite sad, actually.
0: Yeah, well, the people who weren't able to escape the city are all holed up in different churches and he's going from church to church trying to find Sylvia VB and he's unsuccessful in his first two attempts and, of course, the rule of three, he finds her in the third church. Ah, yes. and, uh, and it's less than about whether they're going to survive and more about whether they're going to see each other before the end. Ah, yeah, yeah. And just at that moment when all hope is lost, and they're doing their prayers, and the prayers stop because the aliens are shooting the church, and there's everything's crumbling. The alien starts to slow down, and and just there's this really cool sound effect of it sort of slowing down and then crashing into a um, building, and just suddenly stopping, and there's just dead silence. Mm.
1: And the door opens. Yeah. And the little suction cup fingers, <laughs> the rubbery fingers yeah. pop down. Yeah, I
0: thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, just because it didn't show everything. It didn't show the alien. It just showed this hand that was just slowly crawling. And you weren't really sure whether to feel sorry for it or not because it's something's dying and it's sort of crawling to escape. And then it just, and this music is just sort of, Slow, just really soft in the background And then it just stops and everything stops
1: Yeah As it
0: dies So yeah, I, there are bits in this that I still really enjoy seeing mm. um, Actually, I enjoyed watching this I found it quite watchable again
1: And there was a narration at the end And he says the germs, the bacteria yeah. Oh, and thank God for God And then amen at the end
0: yeah, amen. That's right. This movie ends with an amen.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: No one would have believed that God came and saved everyone by making germs. <laughs>
1: germs. Amen.
0: <laughs> what happened to the antibiotics?
1: <laughs> we need germs, David, For the aliens. I'm glad you could um, get some enjoyment from re this. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, this is another one that's high on my nostalgia meter. Yeah, but what about you? How did you find it overall? Watching it again. Oh well, yeah, for the it first was time. it
1: was good. Uh, it's a, it's a classic film, and the special effects of this era are really advanced. Like I might joke about the little suction cups and the fingers <laughs> and the rubbery, <laughs> the rubbery hands <laughs> flailing around, but you know it was really advanced for its time. But what did
0: you think of the uh, the actual alien ships and and models themselves?
1: Yeah, amazing. Like, that stuff was great. As I was saying, like, up until that bit where you see the alien, you just have no idea what they are, Mm -hmm. and they're just all-powerful, and um, it really captured that sense of unease and menace because we didn't really talk about it, but the intro was great. It was like they were just introducing like Mars and the alien threat and like where they couldn't go and this went all the way out to Pluto. Yeah. And they just started describing like, you know, the barrenness of all these other planets and then settles on Earth. I
0: think they got some of the science wrong about giant Jupiter, Um, how it's a rocky volcanic planet. I'm not sure if Jupiter really is a rocky
1: volcanic planet. Oh, okay. Well, it was the 50s. (laughs) Pluto's not even a planet anymore, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They couldn't go to Pluto. It wasn't even a planet.
1: But did you have like... Was it a frightening thought to think that there was hostile life forms on Mars when you were a kid? Um, yeah.
0: It certainly conjured up a lot of my imagination. I remember at school I actually wrote a, um, a book. You had to, Everyone had to write a little fictional book. And I wrote one about... Uh, people actually reaching Mars and discovering that there did exist life underneath the surface of Mars, it, but it it wow. had all passed away because of um, climate change. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, nice. That's total even back recall. then. Yeah, even- you basically wrote Total Recall <laughs> <laughs> even before I saw it. Yeah, there was just
0: advanced machinery underneath the surface of Mars. The they discovered it by falling through crevices. Wow. Um, yeah, it, I I really love the idea of aliens on Mars. Were the aliens
1: like hostile? Uh, no, no,
0: actually. Oh, well, I did imagine a lot about the Martians from War of the Worlds invading oh, Earth, yeah. though. I drew a lot of pictures about those walking machines. More I I kind of interchange between um Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds walking machines and these flying machines. Which would
1: which do you which, think uh, are scarier? is scarier? Cool. Oh the walking yeah, machines. Yeah,
0: me too. I think that these ones are cool, but I think that the walking machines are terrifying. Yeah. Especially the Jeff Wayne's it's ones, you know. I remember there's a there's a picture in the album of it of uh, crows tearing the flesh out of out of those walking machines as they've died from the Oh bacteria. wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah.
1: just the imagery in
0: in Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds is really amazing. So,
1: I never really had that to think about. I just had clowns in the fridge. (laughs) Tim Curry. What's for for dinner, mum? Tim Curry.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think you've been scarred for life about that.
1: No, but I, it is scary. Like, just I never had aliens as a thing and you had that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a different... That's science fiction.
0: My love of horror has always been more around the supernatural and aliens than it has been about monsters or serial killers, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Supernatural is like ghosts and that type of thing, not, not um, monsters that live down below and where everybody
1: floats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it really was an unstoppable force. You got that sense. And the power and their superior technology. This feeling of helplessness watching this film was really strong. And yeah. sinister right up until you see their rubbery claws. <laughs> <laughs> flailing around. So,
0: you made it through about a, well, a third of the way through before all of that was just gone.
1: I love the setup of the town and the simple people and the scientists on the fishing trip and the square dance and the pastor's daughter, and you grow really cl- close to these characters very quickly yeah. in this way. And if you
0: can get past the screaming, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got something that I don't think you might have discovered. There was a television series in the nineteen eighties that was a sequel to this film.
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: A uh, Canadian-American science fiction television series. Ran for two seasons. Oh,
1: The Tripods?
0: No. No, this was a sequel series to War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. Sorry. I remember it coming on, but I, I've never watched
1: it. Oh, okay. Wow.
0: But I know that there was a series. Mm. And I was just looking, looking it up before we started and yeah i found that this is set as an actual series to the 1953 film it's not a new war of the worlds it's literally a series based on that oh wow is it something you'll consider watching i think i'm going to look into it yeah i want to see what it's like i don't know if it's any good um but yeah it'd be interesting to look into
1: i mean this was great it was Mm. a good film do you know any other details? Who's it by? Or
0: just um, there's 43 episodes, and it ran for two seasons from 1988 wow. to
1: 1990. Mm, wow.
0: Okay. Cool. I actually do remember that it came out, uh, and I was young when it came out, and I saw almost like the beginning of one of the episodes and i found it very
1: scary oh you did see a bit okay
0: yeah it was it came out on television i saw only a snippet of it that's why i knew to look for it but i i think i found it quite scary so i i didn't look any further yeah i was just like this is too much for me i'll watch it
1: when i'm older oh wow okay uh well now that's now is that time yeah absolutely (laughs) you are older now that's my homework And there's one memory I have of you actually because it reminded me when the the guys burst into flames and they they're running around on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this game, Syndicate? Yeah, oh, it, from fantastic. the from like the nineties. You yeah. used to describe, oh, describe it to game. me because I didn't have it uh, I wasn't really into like uh, strategy games And this is more like a top-down strategy uh, But you are describing these, this flamethrower in it And how people would run around on fire <laughs> yeah. And you would mimic the gestures with your hands It was uh, so horrific given just watching you <laughs> do that But you were doing it with such enjoyment <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, I was a strange kid
1: well, I was wondering if that some of that came from this film because it is quite graphic how they just burst into flames and you see their ashes. Yeah, and-
0: I did have, I did like a lot of that stuff. Um, I did find that aspect of it where people are disintegrating and, yeah, and the ashes and all of that. I, I must admit I did have a bit of a morbid curiosity about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because actual violence i couldn't stand it's not that i was sick at the sight of blood type thing it was more that i just didn't want anyone hurt Uh. i hated the idea of seeing a person in pain and yet i could imagine all of these fantastical scenarios of people exploding and knights chopping each other to pieces and these massive battle scenes (laughs) but yeah when i came to actually the reality of those things i very much was against it it was really strange that i had that yeah that dichotomy of in, of interest just an aversion and an interest at the same time mm. what about you yeah. i mean like you actually designed um, pieces of stuff that was uh like your uh, like your sculpture which is designed to hurt yourself if you had to move it <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah that was just for me <laughs>
1: That's sort of the end of my notes for this one.
0: I think so for me too.
1: So, uh, w- would you recommend this to anyone? I absolutely would. This is classic. Um, and just have your volume halfway. Yeah. <laughs> just for those screams. Be
0: prepared when she comes on screen. When
1: BB makes opens her mouth. If she yeah. looks like <laughs> she's, she's <be> getting, getting <laughs> upset.
0: Well, actually, even if she doesn't look like she's getting upset, if she looks like some something's going to upset her. Just be prepared.
1: Thanks though. This is amazing. Thanks for watching it. So what do we have next? The next one is one of mine. It's uh deliverance. Deliverance,
0: yeah. Thanks again, everyone. Have a good one. You stopped. Derek. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it.